Hello. Why you be laughing, yo? <laughs> welcome, welcome to the podcast that I and many others call the Couple of Critics Podcast. Who are you? I am Michelle, that's what they say. I am Sam, and uh, we have a mystery person guest in the room today. It's not a mystery. That's Didn't true. we say at the end of the last episode <laughs> yeah. who it was going to be? I don't be. fucking listen to him. I don't remember what I said. And I still <laughs> am not convinced that people who can't read are seeking this out. I Only people who can read you are seeking out our podcast, because how else could they find it? You don't think we have an illiterate fan base? No, I think we have intelligent, intelligent people. And aliens, as I've said in the past, either aliens. immigrants or whatever's out there in Spaceland. Anyway, Jimmy Rollins here with us today from Rollin' Fucking Graphics. We have Jimmy <laughs> Rollin'. Welcome, Jimmy. Thank you. Thank you. you. Glad you to be here. You brought us music to listen to. It's the Jimmy Week. It's the Jimmy Week. Yeah. And we fucking guessed what it was going to be, no problem. Yeah, but we were, to be honest, we were kind of hoping it would be, not really hoping, but we, th- not hoping, I shouldn't say that, that's the no, wrong word. I was definitely hoping it was going to be this album because I knew I could really? tolerate it. See, cause yeah, it, I was afraid it was going to give me like something I really fucking Well, no, because <laughs> it was like we thought that Sublime might be too easy because you're the Sublime guy. Oh, am I? Well, in high school, you at least you were. Yeah, you were the you Sublime You got your car. Guy. What was playing was Sublime. Well, don't you have a Sublime tattoo, right? I have several. So yeah, a quarter sleeve, and then yeah, got crazy full across my whole back. Oh shit! From Sublime, I didn't. Well, there you go. So you're the Sublime guy, exactly. (laughs) As far as I know. But what did you think that he could have potentially given? I well, because we were wondering if you would go outside of that and kind of hit us with something that we wouldn't expect. (laughs) I don't remember. What I thought it would be, because I remember I was just being like, I can't, I can't think of what angle he would come from, because I, I believe that you, you like kind of a lot of music, right? Yeah, I mean, I listen to just about anything. Like I will listen. He's not like me. I like country. I like a lot of country music. And that's yeah. He was afraid you would come from that route. <laughs> yeah, that you would I surprise thought for us. Sure, some like. More current country music was going to come yeah. in. And I was, I was just like, like no! I was like, Jimmy does, is not going to be the one to bring that to the table no. and have us fucking rail on him the whole time. I don't hate all country, though. Most of the country that comes out nowadays, like, I don't consider country. There mm-hmm. are songs here and there that I enjoy and like and can appreciate. But um, I more so like older country mm-hmm. than I actually consider country. Today's stuff is like pop country. That's not really what I consider country yeah. music. But I like rock. I like, I love Sublime. I listened to anything like Alanis Morissette. I grew up with a sister, so I'd listen to all that kind of stuff, all the 90s pop stuff, the 90s grunge. Love that. We're basically a 90s review podcast for the most part. Yeah, well, that's that's what what we most of our music so far in. is 90s, so <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, and I when I thought about what I would pick... Get your hands off that goddamn microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I um, A lot of different things went through my head as um, what I'd pick. And I figured that 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 would be the most predictable thing mm-hmm. that I could pick. Um, and it wasn't necessarily the first thing that I was going to do. There are other different things that ran through my mind. <clears throat> but um, I did go back to that one. Uh, a couple weekends ago, I got a uh, text message that a friend of mine that I grew up with in Philadelphia had got uh, hit and killed in a hit-and-run accident on his motorcycle. Oh, shit. Oh, no. The driver like, fled the scene. And um, like horrible. this, that was around like seventh grade that I was friends with him. It was when I lived in Philadelphia for a few years there. And uh, like, that's the music that we had started listening to together. 
And I'm um, like, that's the first time I was introduced it introduced introduced to it in seventh grade. Through so him, I, uh, not necessarily through him, but like we were kind of introduced to with it together. Him? Yeah, yeah. And that's when I really started listening to Sublime Heavy. So um, I just thought that that would be a good one to go to. Yeah. So it was Philadelphia where you went because I remember you came to school and then you left and then you came back. So it was Philly. I didn't know that. Did you get sent to like a boys' um, school? No. Are you sure about that? Boys and girls. Okay. (laughs) Children's school. It was actually um, Horsham, Pennsylvania, is where it was. But it's like. It sounds like like some redneck shit. It's like a blue ashes to Cincinnati. It's still a Cincinnati Uh, address. It's within city limits, but it's on the outskirts. So it was was wild over there. I mean, I think my graduating class was like six, seven hundred people. Wow. It was huge. There's lots of people. So a complete different. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> area as Absolutely. where we live in Batesville. Way more diversity. How many? Way more stuff going on. How many people graduated in our class? Two hundred or so. No, it was like a hundred and t- I feel like I'm so- going with the guy that's doing the reunion. Uh, <laughs> doesn't mean I know facts. It wasn't that many. It, it was. It was less than that because I think on our <laughs> shirts that we had, there were there were more names than people who actually graduated because those were made early. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not going to say any names, but I know that there were a few people whose names were on the back who did not actually graduate with us. But I think that it was like 140. And that's small, right? Yes, that's small. Yeah. (laughs) That is very small. (laughs) We... We come from a smaller town. We come from a little podunk town. Is there anyone that you didn't know? I mean, you may not have been Um, best friends with someone, but you... Not like I mean, I recognized is. every single person. Yeah, you know, yeah, we knew everyone. I that was never a thing. I didn't know everyone's names, even in our, my own grade, but I did know their face. Yeah, That's just because I'm not paying attention to when they talk. <laughs> everyone knew your face. That's everyone knew you. Everyone knows you now. People, even younger people who you don't know will be like... When you look You're like Sam Ronald Lizard. McDonald, you can't help being noticed. <laughs> you don't look like Ronald McDonald, but if you choose to go down that route, I support you. So you want me to put red lipstick on? And yes, you already have Afro white thing face. Going on? I want you to poison America. <laughs> He's already eating there at least once a day. Do you remember when Batesville's McDonald's had that Ronald McDonald sticker in the window? Yeah, when and then you go through the drive-thru the and somebody took severed. off the fingers and he was just giving you the finger yeah. for a long time. I remember that. And they didn't really do anything about it for a long time. For a while, they yeah. And then eventually they took off all the fingers, so you just have a fingerless Nubs. hand looking at you. Like Nubs McDonald's power. McDonald's power. Like a, like a fist almost. Assist. Good times. Good times. Uh, assist the fist. All right, so... Let's get into the album since it's a three-person podcast. They I think tend that's to go a good long. idea. Alrighty. So this is the Sublime, Sublime it's album. Just self-titled, right? It's self-titled. It's not a debut. Debut. A debut. A debut. <laughs> it's uh, the third studio <laughs> album. It came out on June thirtieth, nineteen ninety-six. Did you just say it's the third studio album? Yes. I know nothing about this band. I looked this stuff up last night. So I did just a Third. tiny bit of research. Is it their last studio album? Yes. Yeah. So Bradley actually died yes. a month and five days before this album came out. Holy shit. So they were re they were on the road like promoting the album, touring because it was getting ready to come out, and he died of a heroin overdose in a hotel room. Actually, and Lou Dog was at the foot of his bed. That's fucking lame. Um 
That's it's lame that he died, but like that's crazy because it would have been such a big album for them, right? Like this it was is, a big album oh, for yeah, them. They didn't really get to promote it on tour or anything, Cause, obviously. Cause, yeah, and it was still it's one of the biggest albums of the '90s era. Yeah, it was huge. There's so many people that listen to this album. I listen. We to this all listened to this younger. album when we were yeah. kids. So yeah, I definitely. I didn't realize it went down like that. I didn't mm-hmm. realize the timeline was quite like that, but I knew that it was something close. Within some sort of close proximity of the album being released, but I thought that it was maybe like shortly afterwards, not shortly before. So that kind of definitely gives it more of an interesting spin. It was a publicity stunt. It was just to make the album sell. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Brad, do you think you could? uh... (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) He was so bad on heroin at the time that they made him, the producer, kicked him out of recording. He's like, you need to leave. And go get your shit taken Which care is, of wow. before they were done recording. It's surprising because he sounds, and I mean, just to kind of do this in the beginning, he sounds pretty tight on a lot of this. Yeah. I mean, his yeah. voice like cracks and stuff here and there, but that's kind of like part of the, his like raspy style. Same yeah. But dirty. he yeah. is like, yeah, he does. Real dirty. Um, have you seen this place? <laughs> it's, we spruced it up for Jimmy. What do you mean? You didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, I did. I changed the cat litter. <laughs> that's it. And Thank you yeah. moved some things around. Goddamn that's right. all you did. I built some concrete steps. Goddamn it. You did. And I'm very proud of you. And I'm very grateful for your hard work. Um, so yeah, uh, that's where we are with this. I actually need to get the singles. That was something that I was going to do before I fell asleep last night, and then I fell asleep. I'm going to guess that what I got's on there. Oh, it's got to be Santeria, Wrong Way, Caress Me Down. There are wrong a way. lot. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to start it. Here we go. We're starting with Garden Grove. Please. There we go. This makes me feel like I'm 12. Yeah, this definitely gives me an adolescent feeling. How how old are you in sixth grade? We, this was sixth grade. This was 1996 when this came out. So it wasn't out yet? You were 10. What, what, no, I'm asking how old is a person in sixth grade? 11. Yeah, so, 11, 12. That's that's how old I feel right now when I listen to this. See, I didn't get into it until I was in high school. And I listened to it forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it does take me back, but it also... You so still long. listen to this regularly? Yeah. Do you listen to all Sublime? Yeah. Like, all the albums? I don't think there's an album I don't own or haven't heard. Well, there are only four actual... Well, no, because they're like live albums and like compilations yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they've got a bunch of like unreleased things and acoustic stuff. Yeah. Do you do the Rome guy? Um, there's some stuff I like of his. I've actually, I actually have a guitar pick from a concert. He threw it out in the crowd, and I like saw it arching, and it like went to the crowd, and like everyone like dove on the ground, and I like followed the angle mathematically with my mind. I'm like, I bet it's over there. Like, anybody. And I went over there, and there it was, and it was like stuck to the floor of here, and I'm like scrambling to pick it up. I'm like, ah, yeah, I got it. But, uh, he's doing some newer stuff that I'm not with it's like oh it's all right but uh-huh. it doesn't like grab me or anything there's some there's some albums and stuff some good songs did he do uh, well i like with the existing material live um yeah it's, it's been a long time since i saw that but i mean i was probably drunk and <laughs> i didn't know if you're walking out like that fucking sucked <laughs> no i mean 
No, he's got. He definitely has a good voice. He's got his own style. I mean, he's not. His name is Jerome. Yeah. (laughs) I gotta say something about this album. I stopped listening to it for a while, and in my head, I kind of like pushed it back as like, eh, that was a thing that I listened to at one time. And I'm kind of like, I think I made it worse in my head. So when I listened to this again, I was so surprised by the production value, Brad's voice. Just everything. I was like, man, they put a lot of fucking time into this, and I did not give the credit due. Mm. And uh, I'm back to where I was when I was younger. Like, holy shit, I enjoy this again. I yeah. kind of had that feeling in the beginning, too, and I had said something to you about that. Yeah. Like, it, it had an adolescent feel to me. Like, it took me back to, a, like, an adolescent feeling, but, like... I didn't have that, like, kind of revisiting good old feeling. I kind of felt almost like... This is overplayed. Yeah. And it... But I said that to you because I think that I was trying to, like, get out of that mindset. Because I have... I mean, I'm sure it's just a burn... I think it's a burned copy, but I, I do have this album somewhere. So I've, like, really enjoyed it in the past. So talking to you about that was able to kind of pull me out of that mindset. And I was able to enjoy it again. So you're... It's better again for you? Yes. We're all on board, Jimmy. You did it. Good. (laughs) But I was never super anti. It was just... Sublime is just one of those bands where, in my mind, it's like they haven't actually put out a lot of music, but people, like, love them. So it's like, where are you really pulling that from? But, I mean, it sounds... I mean, sure, it's like a negative mindset, and I'll I'll take that. That sucks. I'm not proud of that. (laughs) But, like... Uh, You're negative. I am. I'm a fucking negative person. It's just who I am. I'm sorry. But I'm trying to be better. That's the whole point of this podcast. And that, uh, that went through better. my mind that when I picked that, that you guys would both feel that way. I was like, I wonder if they feel like that about this album. But uh, well, I definitely had my time where it was like, I'm metal, man. You know, brr. so like I wouldn't even listen to like certain punk albums that I liked at a point in my life. Like I would find the misfits almost. Yeah, that's cheesy and like that was from younger Sam. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I turned completely around. And I was like, "Hey, Mister, you don't have to be fucking cool. Like it's music, enjoy it. If it makes you feel good, it makes you yeah, fucking I've never, feel good." I've never hated Sublime. I don't hate Sublime. I just it kind of was a weird thing for me because I even remember at some point with you and I earlier in our relationship where I pulled the album out at some point and we listened to it and we kind of like reminisced. I I can see this CD in my brain and it has like. The fat guy, right? As the clown, that's um, on the inside of it. yeah, yep. And he's got like a joint in his hand, I think. And he's yeah, sitting and like on a, a chair. Says XXX. Yeah, and... yeah. I remember as a kid being like, "Wow, that's <laughs> what does it all mean?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I thought that when you guys started this podcast a while back that um that you were going to be in that mindset of like oh like this is stupid everything like sucks that. like if it's not metal and not punk and stuff but uh i've been super surprised on your appreciation for um the things that she's brought to the table and some stuff that you have as well i'm like oh he's got an open mind he's not just all metal or fuck you so. he's either more open-minded than i am or my music is just better <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going to go with the more open-minded thing. <laughs> you know, it's actually going in reverse. I'm starting to, like, really not like metal as much anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I only like, like, maybe 10 to 15 metal bands. And after that, I'm like, 
Uh, you just sound like that one of those 15 bands I already listened to. Well, it's not the podcast. That's it. just you with age. That's just me with age. Yeah. I think. I'm just like, hey, I'm getting bored with it. That's cool. You can go. Old man Iser. I hate <laughs> that shit. <laughs> I still like it. It's impressive. <laughs> it's impressive, but it's if it's too been much. done a thousand fucking times. And if it's like the whole album, like, it's just too much. <laughs> See, it See, doesn't you know, need that. That was perfect. That's like exactly like how they go. Some metal stuff. I've never actually gone out and like purchased a metal album. Mm-hmm. No, I always would go to like Corbicide shows and stuff and support you guys in that because I enjoyed that. Like, I enjoyed that was the music fun. there. I like getting in the mosh pit and getting violent with people. Sometimes <laughs> there were fights, sometimes there were hugs. But oh, yeah. And all that. that was always a good time. I always enjoyed that. You knocked a guy atmosphere. straight fucking out for being an idiot. <laughs> hey, he started it. <laughs> I, I missed it, but I heard about it. chance in the world to stop. <laughs> <laughs> that was at Halloween on Benny's. Right? Everyone oh. respected you so much after that because everyone hated that guy and thought well, he, he kept, was so annoying. He kept going up. Well, there's no stage at Benny's. It's just like a little. It's just the floor. Yeah, yeah. everybody's the right there next to you. Like he's coming up, like banging on the drums, like grabbing the mic and like hitting the guitar. And I'm like, I just went up, put my arm around him. Like, hey, come on, buddy. Like, come back here. Like. Come back to the show. Yes, uh, watch it from back here. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it a little more. <laughs> it happened a few more times. I'm like, all right, man, like come back. And he like kept doing it. And we like started like made a little wall. Like, we just won't let him pass this point. And like started like shoving into us. We're like, look, dude, like you need to stay the fuck back. <laughs> all right. Quit messing with the band. And then he like came up and like shoved me real hard. And I like turned around and like pushed him off of me. Like, come on, dude. And then I feel whack on the back of my head and I just like turned around. Oh, red. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he smacked the shit out of me. I turned around, he's just standing there like dancing, like I could, s- smiling. I could see him too. And I just delivered one of these <laughs> pow right to his suck hole. <laughs> that guy no, it was, is uh, a wild asshole all the time. Or at least he was back in the day. You know who it was, right? A, that was John, was wasn't John. it? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. He has like nine kids. He's engaged to a, a young lady. I actually saw him on Facebook he's very prob- recently. He's probably engaged to a girl that's Not younger a girl. than one of his uh, children. I believe it. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and believe that. Yeah. So I, I hit him and he falls to the ground. And my father always told me that I should never, ever start a fight. It's like violence not the answer. Don't start a fight. He said, if anybody ever hits you. Said you swing until somebody pulls you off of him. He's like, and I will fully support you. <laughs> so that's what I did until Maple pulled me off of him. And there were like two older women like dragging him by the arm away from me as I was following him. But you didn't get kicked <laughs> out. But he disappeared. Then he saw the whole thing. I'm like, he started. Then he's like, thumbs up. <laughs> oh, Benny loved that. Like, he night. saw the whole show from the beginning. It's like I did not start this shit, but he hit me. Yeah, and that's where I draw the line. And, and they probably already had. I'm sure he was giving trouble at the bar, too. I'm sure he was running up there and yelling at the bar. He used to be so annoying. Did this guy work with Kurt's dad somewhere? Yes. Yes. Kurt said that his dad talked to him that Monday. He's like, what happened to your eyes? He's like, oh, I got elbowed playing basketball. Uh, (laughs) Some 23-year-old whooped my ass in the bar because I was being an idiot. It was the worst. Telling me that we used to see him at karaoke, and he would pretend to be Jim Morrison. He would put the whole fucking Uh, thing on. Yeah, but like he'd hold the microphone like upside down and be like, (laughs) "Oh my god, I hated him. He's a cock." I think me and Kent were at the park years later with the kids playing, and I see this guy. I'm like, "That's the guy," and he's like running shirtless through the park, like like in super good shape. 
Ken's like, I'm like, wow, he's like really in good shape right yeah, now. He's, Ken's like, I bet he's remembered that moment and he's been training. <laughs> he's going to find you and he's going to murder you. I'm like, oh my God, what if he's training? It's like, I will find you someday. I don't think he remembers you. I don't think he remembers you I because I think not. he was too drunk, but I think he's probably preparing himself that if it happens again, he can actually fight, try and fight back. Because it sounded like you mean. just destroyed him. I'm going to say this. And he was job. built then. That guy? Yeah. Oh. Well, you I just, was then also. You just, you, just, uh, you just had the fucking advantage. He just knew how to fight. All right. We need to move on. That was so funny. All right, what's He's the trading next? to take you on. All right. Just an irrational fear of mine. a song called Funky Worm in my playlist. So this is... Would you rather I take over this or something? I'm just playing it. This was a sample. I haven't listened to it, but this was a sample for Garden Grove. Let's listen. What is it called? Funky Worm? Funky Worm. Do you hear it? <laughs> do we do we hear Garden Grove in this? I don't song? hear anything that. I don't hear what, I mean, what it was sampled from, I hear the but I enjoy it. It sounds like P Funk. It does sound like P Funk, especially now. All right. Wow. So yeah, Funky Worm, Ohio players. Yeah, I don't. I don't make the that. connection. But it's always fun to throw that stuff in there to see if we can figure it out. That is one thing about Sublime. They sample so much in the stuff that they do. And there were songs where they would have, you know, three or four different samples, which is surprising. Another uh, point to the production. I mean, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot to do samples, especially then. It's not just sitting down on a computer. and Especially then. And you just don't sit on a computer and cut and paste and yeah. shit. Then you had to actually like play it and record. And she's still laughing and making fun of my <laughs> Indiana talking. I've like, just never heard anyone say especially. E especially. So every time you say it, I always feel like I have to repeat it because it makes e me laugh. Especially. You don't have what to. What do I say? Uh, Iron, Iron Man. <laughs> you say that? Not really. I say a lot of words to be dumb. I'm just talking dumb for fun. Are there Once any... again, I'm I am out fun. to entertain myself 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, there's a word that I don't like to say around you because you do that to me. So I understand. <laughs> what is it? Uh, you, sh- you say it first and then I'll see what I'm doing wrong. What oh. do you... Oh, oh, oh. What do you run through your hair when it, you need to detangle it? Not a brush, but the plastic thing that men use. A comb? A comb. Comb? B- Comb. You're saying it different than what you usually a comb. do. <laughs> no, it's you're, a comb. I've heard, I've heard a, you say comb. A comb? Yeah. Like when you're talking, you like, hey, y'all, comb. calm down over there. <laughs> comb down. My hair is tangly. I need to comb it. <laughs> I need to comb down. Yeah, I hear an Ellen there. <clears throat> I hear Ellen in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? What I got? Honeycomb. Honeycomb. <laughs> This was the first single. I did get the singles, so this was single number one. This was what would have been released. This is one of those songs would have known. that you heard everywhere. And if somebody was like, oh, you like Sublime? I like what I got. You know, it's like the one song they knew. It'd be Wrong Way. 
or I mean, you heard you like Santeria? Even on like a WBN places that place sublime, it's this song or Santeria. Yeah. yeah. Here on the radio. I can still get high for a little bit until I go to court <laughs> and then jail, jail, jail to jail. Sam's going to jail for a minimum of five days. It says. I think though what they'll do though is they'll be like, but we're sentencing it to, uh, what do you call it? Drug and alcohol classes? No, uh, community service. Like I could get like such time in jail, but it's sentenced to community service, so it'd be like hundred and something hours. It's so ridiculous. It's very ridiculous. Go a few miles that way or that way. Yep. And it's not a crime. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. just an imaginary line. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of being a criminal. And because you're once again a criminal, I have to wait even longer to get the fuck out of this state. Still making me a criminal in the meantime. It's what I got. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I had a CD player that I would listen to this album on in middle school. I'd be on the bus going to like those dumb art shows where I gotta build a tower out of balsa wood and you put weights on top down. of it. I know, because in my earphones, it's really fucking loud. Well, I wanted to say something about that part. Oh, well, sorry. Because you like to tell stories and talk not about the music sometimes. Yeah, I can only say so much about it. I liked it. Anyway, well, remember that time I shoved a tooth nail or tooth nail? <laughs> well, I was just gonna say that he says, I don't cry when my dog runs away. Do you think his dog cried when he died? I don't think he did. I'm sure. I'm sure. That's actually a lie, because I remember reading a story of when he was at a show and his dog actually ran away and like he was like distraught in tears, like panicking, like had everybody looking for his dog. Like he probably wouldn't play and stuff until the dog was found. I remember reading that a long time ago. He was very upset when his dog ran away. As you should be. Well, I'm going to assume that Lou Dog was just like, fuck you, I heard that song. <laughs> Get your ass out there and you find that fucking dog. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask, how long did Lou Dog live after... Uh... I saw that. Lou Dog lived until 2011. Wow. No, 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 I'm, I'm wrong. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It Was was it 2011 or 2000? That's a long fucking time. Like 15 years? 2001? It was either 2001 or 2011. I'm going to go 2001 because that's a long fucking well, I don't, time. You don't know how old Lou Dog was. <laughs> Still Lou Dog could have been a puppy. Not from the videos I've seen him in. I don't know. Dogs can be. Could have still been young. I'm looking at Jimmy here because you're supposed to know everything. No, he's not. Who, me? Yeah, I'm not a dog expert. You, you should be a Lou dog expert. <laughs> I read one time that, uh, and I've heard bands talk about being on tour with Sublime, and that Lou Dog would shit on the stage all the time, and they just have to like deal with it. And you couldn't really complain <laughs> deal about with it. it. Okay, so like, yeah, there's a turd over by your amp. I was wrong. It was five years after Brad died. So Lou Dog died September seventeenth, two thousand and one. Never forget. Did you just hear my throat make that weird noise? I did. <laughs> I think it transferred because I wonder who he went to after. It says right here that uh, Lou Dog was taken care of by Brad's friend and co-founder of Skunk Records, Miguel Hapold. Oh, until Miguel. Lou's death from old age and September eleventh sadness on September seventeenth, two thousand and one. Interesting. I'm way more concerned about Lou Dog than anything. 
Right, that's and fair. That, and the bass player in Sublime that looks like my cousin, well, my deceased cousin, Tate. Well, before we get too far away from this song, we oh, should yeah. play the song that uh, it samples for sure, and I think this is much more identifiable, Lady Madonna by the Beatles. It has that sound. You don't hear it? Nope. Jimmy, you hear it? Yeah, I've actually uh, read this before. Oh, okay. I'm there. There's also a reggae song that the lyrics... Um, song sounds real close to it huh that they sampled from as well i can totally hear it in that rhythm that's ringo ringo Ringo. it's a ringo song (laughs) you know you do it jimmy ringo (laughs) (laughs) i can't he's not even gonna try what a bummer you want to hear my impression of paul mccartney sure it goes like this oh paul mccartney He's super cockneyed. I'm Paul. I was in the Beatles. <laughs> Isn't that right, John? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do accents right, for let's shit. Let's move on to Wrong Way. Which was the third single. I remember this video. I was always like, oh, this makes my wiener feel weird. <laughs> I don't remember the video, so it's what terrible. are you talking about? It was terrible. terrible. <laughs> it's just because there was like some skippy girl, in it, I think. <coughs> a scantily clad lady, and at that age, I would just be like, oh, this a, is about like a, a bra teenage, strap. Isn't this about like a teenage prostitute or something? Yeah, but I wasn't thinking about it then. <laughs> my brain did not connect emotional times with skin then. Like now, I'd be like, oh, that girl's so young. How did she get there in her life? This is horrible. But back then, it'd be like, that's a piece of her thong. Oh, my God. Yeah, so um, (laughs) Beth was over last night, and we watched this movie from the 90s. It was a total, like, girl movie called Now and Then. And there's a scene in it. We were just, like, reminiscing, whatever, nostalgia. And there's a scene in it where uh, some boys, because it's taking place in the 70s, are just like skinny dipping in a pond together and just like playing with each other. And like you you see their butts and stuff. And then like the, the girls nice. like come up and they see what they're doing and grab their clothes and take off on their bikes. And the guys like run after them and they're like, Wah! and you see like a ton of like young boy Swinging butts dicks. running. You don't see dicks. I trust Thank me, I God. tried. There is a I spot tried. where Devin Sawa bends down <laughs> to get his clothes and it was for Michelle the most fucking paused moment in Michelle's childhood <laughs> to try and see what she could see. You love Devin Sawa. I really did. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't think there's a did. <laughs> no, I did. I don't is he anymore. Dead? Which no. one's dead? He's alive. Jonathan Brandis, okay, the can, one who was in Ladybugs. He was also in It. Anyway, what was I saying? I don't know, but this is straight up ska. That dance you were doing. This? Is called Skank? I think that's called Skanking, yeah. This thing? Yeah. I remember, like, in my skater years in uh, eighth grade, we were at this, like, concert where somebody was playing, like, NoFX songs, and, like, I remember people dancing like that in mass herds. Mass okay. herds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Skanking. They're like, we're skanking. And then there's skank beats. We like putting skank into things, but I really like the sublime... Uh, ska punk the ska energy. ska sound. Yeah, yeah. It definitely is a big ska energy. 
So you said that that guy kicked Bradley out of the recording sessions. I wonder if Brad didn't have a lot to do with the production. If he was so fucked up. I don't know. I'd like to think that he was there the whole time. Because, like, he puts, like, a lot of extra voices in the chorus, mm-hmm. which is really cool. That takes a lot of extra work. And he, he on key with himself. That takes fucking work. He's on time with himself. I was very impressed, like, with the attention to detail that I did not remember at all on this album. Yeah. And going off something Michelle said earlier about if he was that bad on heroin during this album, like, I was... I had that in my mind as I was re-listening to all this again. It's like he just was probably just so naturally talented that he could work under those kind of circumstances. And like, imagine if he didn't have yeah, those so circumstances. Yeah, say if he was uh, sober, that what could have been done? <clears throat> or if he was still alive, do you think... Uh, I wonder if it were... I always think about people that died t- too young. Like, would they have ruined themselves yeah. later? Would you be like, oh, fuck. I hate... Like what have the you new, become? I hate the new Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Kurt Cobain would have definitely not. He wouldn't be the hero today you that think? he is if he had not died. It's either that or he would have been because he would have been like, "Fuck this, I'm out," and just. But you know who wouldn't be a hero? Dave Grohl. I don't think Dave Grohl would be what he is if Kurt Cobain didn't die. So because it wouldn't have allowed. Dave to like go out and do his own thing. So in mm-hmm. a way, you're saying that Kurt Cobain dying was the best thing that ever happened to Dave Grohl. <laughs> yeah, and Courtney Love. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean that, Dave Grohl. I really like Dave Grohl. I love Dave Grohl. Okay. He just looks like such a nice person. Yes. So we have a cover. We do have a cover, a and way. I always like to <laughs> Is this, do um, these. Old Dick Cheese. This is old Dick yeah. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Cheese gets a little bit of airplay with us every once in a while. <laughs> can't play this for me the first time. So, hey, you need to listen to this. Thank you. It gets, I like Richard Cheese, but the novelty gets old. It does. So you got to listen to like one every, I don't know, four months. And you're like, hey, 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 that was fun. I like his spin that he takes, though. I like the style. Yeah. The lounge just, singing. Yeah, straight up like flowy lounge singing, too. Like just him and the piano guy. You can see him like pointing at people. Hey, nice to see you. You here from Tuscany? Nice to see you. <laughs> hey, where you work? It's the wrong way. Happy anniversary. A cigarette. Oh, <laughs> I gotta hear this part. Between her lips, but I'm staring at her tits. It's <laughs> the tits. Wrong way. Do we need to listen to more of this? I'm so... I'm like in a daze. <laughs> you were just staring like right here. I'm just staring at a, cr- a crack in the wall. But I took it to the can. Yeah, I'm fading out. You get the point. Old dick cheese. <laughs> Definitely he, old dick He did cheese. that on purpose, right? <laughs> oh, There's no <laughs> way he didn't. <laughs> I do that with everything. What, shorten it? If I see, yeah, if it's like Richard something, because right behind Randy's, there's one of those memorial flag things for like the servicemen as they have around town. Mm-hmm. And it's for a man named Richard Dickerson, I believe is what it is. Oh, man. So his name is Dick Dickerson. Wow. That poor man. That, um, unless really? He had a, unless he had a hog on him, then he was the shit. I would just be like, like, my like, name I'm is Dick Dickerson. Dick Dickerson. Get the fuck out of my way. And then he unzipped his pants and it 
landed on the table. <laughs> I got an email like Dirk Diggler. at work the other day from someone. I forget. It was from some company or something, but his name was Richard Carver. Dick Carver. And I kept <laughs> referring to him as Penis Whittler. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I love it. Oh, God. <laughs> That's great. I can't get a picture of someone whittling a penis out of my brain. <laughs> Or whittling with their penis. Ow. I would think whittling with. I got a sharp dick, baby. <laughs> I got a sharp dick. Let's move on. Same in the end. This reminds me of taking a shower because I used to listen to music all the time when I took showers. But for some reason, I listened to this whole time when I was in the shower. <laughs> you make you scrub fast? Uh, maybe. Leave it in the soap dish? What, my jizz? I'm not a shower jerker offer. Not fun. You gotta stand up. Is that a gore song? Water is not yeah. a good lubricant. In my mind, in my I like this song a lot because it's pretty fucking punk, man. I thought you'd like this one. I always have. I think when I listen to this album, it's before I got into like. This might be my first foray into punk and ska sounds, actually. Now that I think about it. I can't remember how I fucking heard it. Sublime? Yeah. I like to think that it was from me. It wasn't. Well, when I came from Philadelphia and moved back, like, Mabel, Wall, like, nobody fucking heard of Sublime. Like, no one knew what it was. And yeah. I, like, started introducing it to everybody. I feel like I was a, a big influence on people in our age. I don't know if that's how you heard it, but... Thick in mine was Tate. Todd, you just want to take credit for stuff, don't you? There's two wars. Mr. Graphics Man. Credit for what? There's two wars between I and Jimmy. The Sublime War and the Skyline War. <laughs> what? What's the Skyline War? Uh. I like Skyline more than you. <laughs> oh, I almost got a tattoo of it. <laughs> okay. I thought about All it. All right, you officially like it more but than I me. didn't. I did not. I did not. <laughs> I, can, I concede. I can see you getting one, though, more than I would now. I, I do love it, but... Have you ever gone to Did other Skylines? No. Three times? <laughs> no, because I didn't want to ruin it. <laughs> I would have hated it. It wasn't ruined. You got free Skyline. How was that ruined? That's it? true. Have you ever gone to other Skylines besides Batesville's? Yeah, I worked, when they I was suck. at Ball State, I worked at the one in Muncie. Do you find that they're not as good? Um, no. I feel like versus a city, I don't know if you've ever been in Cincinnati, but it seems like in a small town like our town, they care more about quality and cleanliness and good service, where I feel like they get a little more careless in the city. There's one down the road from where I work in Blue Ash. It's good quality. Is it frequented well, often? That's good. Um, not as often as you would think, but I've been there. I've been there. Don't you get sushi? Isn't there like a sushi, sushi. deal? Yeah, yeah there's um. Oh, we used that. to do sushi Wednesdays where Kroger's down there is uh, like sushi, fresh sushi. It's half price on Wednesday. So do you go to multiple Kroger stores? There are like four <laughs> within a five minute drive. Oh my god! I was just so joking because I give people direction. shit when they say Kroger's. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm petty. <laughs> You know what you can get at Kroger's? A comb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. You know what you can get, Sam? <laughs> Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of stores are you shopping at? 
<laughs> what aisle's that in? Aisle 69. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're children. Yes. I loved this song growing up. I did too. It's got that uh, kind of like rebellious energy. And this is Angst. about the big fucking riots, right? Mm-hmm. Is this true? Did he really do this? I don't know. There's um. I'm gonna assume not. One of the songs is called "Stories, Tales, Lies, and Exaggerations." Talks about it. it makes a bunch of shit up. Like you don't know what's real and what's not. Because it's music. Yeah, you get artistic license. You can say whatever you want. I, I guarantee every rapper in the world does maybe a tenth of what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be nice if they talked about what they really do. I would love it if a rapper really came out and he was like, I just mostly sit down on the couch all day and play PlayStation. <laughs> I'm a gangster in that. And I pay my child support. Support, support, support. Support, support. I love my baby. I'm glad I didn't abort. So board, do, we know, do we know the members of the other, or the name of the other members of the band? Jimmy does, uh, right? Do it's um, Eric Wilson. Eric Wilson, who's that? The bass player? Yeah. He was a bass player also in Wilson Phillips. No. No, he's the drummer. Bud Guy is the, uh, or this is the drummer. I, mean. I have no idea. What'd you say? Bud Guy. Bud Guy? Is the uh, drummer. He's, huh. He was in uh, Salon with Rome for a little bit, but he's not anymore. But Eric the- Wilson's the only one that's still with Sublime with Rome. Who's the bass player. He was always a... I like that guy a lot. Like I said earlier, he always reminded me of Tate. Yeah. Just the way he's shaped. <laughs> and I was like, hey, it's Tate with talent. <laughs> Tate shape. <laughs> he's got a Tate shape. He doesn't anymore. Uh, well, I don't know. He's in... Tate is the shape of... In the shape of the vials. Yeah, that he's stored in. I have a little piece of Tate over there just on the other side of this wall. Do you? Yeah, I do. His he's cremated. <laughs> the entire spleen. I got it. Um, that was a horrible thing. There's been a lot of death talked about on this episode. There's a lot of death talked about in general on this podcast. Your poor dad. Your mom would fucking hate me. <laughs> she kind of does. I just don't want to tell you. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, you do. You love her. What I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw down with Winetta. What percentage does she hate you? What percentage? Um. Well, I don't think I deserve percentages. Sam's the one who gets the percentages. <laughs> I'm not paying attention. I'm jamming over here. I think she likes me more than she likes Sam. That's understandable. She said fuck around my sister. What? Already, and she still hasn't said fuck around you. I don't want to hear it. Do your parents say fuck around you? Um, my dad rarely. Your dad's cool. <clears throat> I went shooting with him that one time, and he was like, now here's how you hold a shotgun. Your dad looks like he's had... <laughs> Is that at my bachelor party? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your dad looked like he had, no offense to your mom, but so much fucking sex. Your dad Excuse looks me? like your dad looks like he has pounded All right. in the past. Turn this shit off and out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. One, I've never thought about that before, so thank you for that one. I remember I took photos of your family once and like you had the guns That's out and stuff. Yeah, because his hair was all like slicked back and he was all like, hanging out. I don't know. Your dad is definitely Pounded some tang back in his day. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, sorry. But welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm fucking we kidding. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just don't want to agree. He just looks uh, like a smooth motherfucker, is all I mean. He's definitely smooth. That's what I kind of meant when he was, like, everything he showed me on the shotgun, he's like, da-da-da, da-da-da. And, like, would look at me, like, making sure I understood, and I'd be Son, like, a yes, sir. like a woman. It's all about how you hold her. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> He He's was, never said that to me. He was nice. <laughs> he was nice. I have nothing bad to say about your dad. Now, your dad, that son of a bitch who abandoned you. I'm just kidding. He, he owes me a lot of games of toss. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Beyond. My dad's okay. My dad was a really good dad when I was younger. We don't talk very much anymore. So, Santa, is that like a form of witchcraft? Or it's like voodoo, voodoo isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't believe him. I think he does. He is. <laughs> when they found him in the hotel, they had a crystal ball right next to him on the nightstand. <laughs> Maybe he didn't, didn't, but that... Who's that? Was it the drummer with that weird-ass name that you said earlier? Bud Gaw. Bud Gaw. Bud Gaw. I bet like he did. Sun Ra. He sounds like he practiced Santeria. I think they all just practiced dope smoking, right? <laughs> uh, probably not... E- as much were they all junkheads? I mean, reefer. Um, I know that um, Bud woke up. He um, found Brad, not dead yet, but like found him passed out and like raided his stash and shot up and woke up next to him dead. I think he's the one that actually found him. Oh whoa! And he's like, that should have been me. Wow. Yeah. I bet he has a hard time living with that. Probably. I, I mean, if the other two were doing it, I, mean, I don't know if Eric Wilson was into that or not, but I assume the three of them and the band together, but I don't do you, know. Do you think it stopped them? Because some people, it stops them and, like, wakes them up, and then from what I've seen, so it makes some people go even harder. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's still alive, I mean, so. they're all still alive, aren't they? The main people? Mm-hmm. Like, no one else has died but Brad? Yeah. Bradley Noel. Bradley. I don't think his his voice doesn't match his face that I see in pictures. The solo is good. I agree. He sounds much grittier and bigger than he was. He looks like a mechanic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like he could change my transmission. Not write these... Not write these beautiful melodies. Tell Sanchito. He had some soul. Uh, agreed. Mm-hmm. Now, I appreciate a, uh, that. As a guitarist, Sam, what do you uh, think about his skills as a guitarist? Was uh, he the guitarist like all the time or just sometimes? Like he yeah. was the only guitar player, wasn't he? Yeah. It's just Oh, I didn't know that. It's a trio, just drummer, guitar, and bass. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize that. Uh... uh I think he's pretty good. It's kind of a simple style, isn't it's it? It's a simple style, but um, I got to really base it off the solos. It's it's that he understands the melodies well. Because like, there was a point in my life where I based uh, if you were good or not like on speed, maybe. But now it's more like, oh, did he write something that was for the song? And he is definitely really fucking good at that like the solo never feels just jammed in or like little things that he shoves in doesn't feel shoved in sometimes guitar players can get up their own ass 
and they just shove something in and it's only about technicality and it doesn't sound like right for this song. Yeah. It's just like, it doesn't sound like it's even in the mix. Everything that's played guitar wise. I can do it quick. Sounds like one sound. I've been finding over this podcast that if it sounds like I can hear every instrument only individually, it's kind of not a very good album. But if I can hear it as one like sound, mm-hmm. it seems to be like a pretty good album. And Sublime does that. It sounds like one thing. I can pick it's the instruments out. Yeah. yeah. But when I hear it first, I don't hear one thing. I just hear Sublime. It blend. Whereas mm-hmm. some other bands, I'll be like, okay, I hear the drums. Sublime. The very first thing I fucking hear. Sublend. Sublime. <laughs> All right. What's next? Because this is a long fucker. Seed. <laughs> it's called Seed. <laughs> I like this song a lot too. I'm not surprised. Fast he, he actually jams pretty hard in this one. And that too. To talk more about the guitar, going balls out, and then he's got to switch to clean. And I'm sure he's doing it live just fine. And playing Scott isn't necessarily easy. Doing those upstroke off beats all the time, you kind of get off on those accidentally. And it's, it's really fun to play ska, too. And just feel that groove and just go back. <laughs> Do you know who the person is in the photo on the album cover with, like, the tattoo of Sublime on their back? Or is that you? Brad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Jimmy. <laughs> you had know, the Google Crazy um, Fool tattoo. I'm probably like, one of the first Crazy Fool to see the tattoo I have. Really? So everyone can see Jimmy's tattoo? Crazy, cool. Crazy, fool. Oh, crazy, fool. Tattoo. Sublime tattoo. Yeah. Just pull it up. It's like in green and black. Do you have non-sublime tattoos? Yeah, that is you. um... Yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I was, um... You had Here's your earrings. Oh, yeah, my ears gauged in. And my tongue pierced. I was never into piercings. Do you still never have a pierced tongue? No. He's unpierced. Nope. His penis is pierced, but he doesn't want to tell us about that. <laughs> I can smell it from here. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I like this song, too, because it kind of gets sloppy at the end. Uh, you know, that's exactly what I was thinking of with this album about, like, his voice cracking and being mm-hmm. so... Uh, Dirty, as you call it, that you would uh, at the end of that. That's what I enjoy. But it's also still like clean it at is. the same time. It's, it's still in time. It's just slightly sloppy. It's you can hear him going like rounding words out. <laughs> and he was not one to make sure like everything has to be pristine. Like they just wanted to jam. Good, get but the it's feeling. all still in time, and it's yeah, still, still like great. lined yeah. up right. So it's it's successful. It's good. It's not. Uh, I think dirty can become sloppy really easily mm-hmm. if it's not done right. If there Four. still isn't like a good tight technicality, and I think that Sublime had that. What's up, Sam? You looking at a place to break? Yeah, I think we should take a break after this. this okay. Is jailhouse. When you gave us this album, I remember being like, "There's a section where I stop listening to the album," and then it turns out. That was not true. I knew every song still. Mm-hmm. I swore that like I would listen to like the first nine songs and stop. Yeah. Because as a kid, I was like, ooh, what I got? 
Yeah. Santeria. This song makes me feel like I am backroading. <laughs> yeah. One hundred percent. I am backroading right now in my head. This song makes me think of Kent Goldsmith. <laughs> yeah, because he in the song he says Rudy gets taller, and it's basically being talked about being raped by a nightstick, right? What? Isn't that what he's talking about at the beginning? I thought he was talking about his dog growing up. Who's Rudy? Oh, his dog is. Oh no, never mind. I thought his nightstick gets shorter, Rudy gets taller. Okay, I think yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I never thought about that. Right? <laughs> nightstick gets shorter, Rudy gets taller. I mean, I hear you. I just never thought about it before. Well, I remember Kent. I remember Kent would always be like, "Who is talking about me?" And my mom calls me Rudy as a nickname, <laughs> and I'd be like, "I'm pretty sure I'm talking about getting the nightstick up your butt, dude." <laughs> so there you go, Kent. You get nightsticks up your butt. I think that's, never, that's something uh, he I've wouldn't. Never, never thought about that, Sam. I'm here to bring new introspective <laughs> into your sublime world, Jimmy, in my fucked up head about nightsticks going up butts. <laughs> Version, version, version. Oh. <laughs> I want to see how he wrote that down. Version, 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 version. You didn't read the lyrics as you listened? Me? Yeah. No. Sam doesn't. I do sometimes. I used to do a lot more pre-gaming and research. And then I realized that I kind of throw all of it out anyway and just talk about everything else. So I might as well not do all that extra work. And stress myself out if I'm not going to use it anyway. You talk a lot less about the actual music and more about whatever balsa wood story you were going to tell earlier that I cut you off. <laughs> you remember those things at school when you had to build like the towers out of balsa wood and you put weights on them and um, see yeah. how long mm-hmm. you could keep them up Super before they crush? Class. We had to build a bridge out of toothpicks and yeah. wax paper and glue and yeah. hang weight from it. So what do you think about the youth, the rude people, huh? <laughs> youth of today? Well, I couldn't stand them when I was also a youth, so I don't like them now either. <laughs> I agree. I remember They're being rude, like 15 and being like, I'm not going there. There's like other kids there. <laughs> not yeah. fun. I'm not fun. But your mother would take you to places like... My mother would comb my hair and we would knit together. Seven. And she would say, Sam, you're so pretty. And then I'd say, Mother, can I rub your boils? Your mom doesn't have boils. Show some <laughs> goddamn respect. I spent my childhood in this very room playing video games. That's and masturbating saying. so oh, much. Yeah. yeah, thinking of brawl straps in the wrong way video. <laughs> <laughs> Finding change in your butt crack. And the Christina Aguilera <laughs> dirty. Hey, a week ago, a fucking week ago, I had a quarter fall off of me in the shower. <laughs> What happens to both of you? I was because I, I'm in bed with him. It's he, because of me. I everywhere he is, there's change. Every fucking what a where. Oh, no. Everywhere. Oh, I, I, years ago, I remember Sam. I don't listen. I don't live in the school or after school, but he's oh, like, was definitely he's like, I was taking a shower this morning and I went to clean my ass, and, and then there's fifty cents in my hand. I'm like, what? He said there were two quarters in my butt cheeks. I thought it was. Hardened poop at first. 
<laughs> when I touched it, I was like, oh no, is that poop? And then I pulled it out and it was quarters. <laughs> I think you like pooped and it's like like not long after you went to sleep and like laid in it so it like stuck to you yeah. and got hard. It's yeah. like, well, I slept with change in my pocket and, and it, it came out and wiggled its way into my butt crack. He doesn't have eyes. like hips or legs or anything. So when he sits down, whatever is it like change just falls straight out. Everything falls out of my pockets. It's bad. Because he doesn't have anything to hold it tight. Get some cargo pants. He needs some. <laughs> he needs some more fitting pants. How about a? It sounds um, awful. A fanny, fanny pack? pack. Fanny pack. Yeah. How about it? How about I just keep living my life like I do and have a change stuck in my butt? I'm fine with it. Right. <laughs> because I sometimes I will never ask have change stuck to me. I will never ask you for change. Well. I would no, never, just come over and look down. I would never give you change. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess it's uh, break time. Yeah, we need to change. All right. <laughs> change be, me. We will be right back. More with Jimmy motherfucking Roland. Well, Jimmy. Lady Majimmy. Lady Majimmy. Where in the hell did you get the try it out sticker? <laughs> We'll talk about that in the break. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by... Do you need a new Merry Christmas banner for the old folks' home? How about business business cards for a locally owned crack emporium? Perhaps a restored centerfold photo of your grandmother from the 1942 issue of Jell-O Backstroke Magazine. Well, look no further than Jimmy Rowland, owner of Rowland Graphics, LLC. Now let's hear from some satisfied customers. Jimmy Rowland made a rainbow in the sky. I heard he once killed a Sasquatch with his bare hands. Well, I heard he was a Sasquatch with bare hands. Are you tired of fucking around with shitty art? Do you want an artist who knows what the fuck they're doing? Contact Rolling Graphics LLC on Facebook. Unless you want to set your money on fire and shove it up your ass. I'm a fucking worm. Whoa. 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 Funky Worm plays guitar without any hands. Does he flick his little tail on it? <laughs> his little tail. He's definitely flicking his little tail on it. I'll flick my little tail on you. Welcome back to the podcast. We're here. We are back. We are queer. I sometimes, just when I see a really good looking guy. Queer is weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not, that's, I mean, if that's mean, how you feel, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. It is. No, it's not. I live by the Bible. No, you don't. All right, let's move on. Let's get this going. I'm a regular, everyday Jesus. Let's go to the pawn shop. Ooh. Oh, yeah, we're reviewing Sublime. Jimmy's here. We are. Welcome. Hello, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Whoa, whoa, welcome. Whoa, whoa, welcome. Let's get back into the Sublime album. This is actually kind of a long album. I took you to Cincinnati yesterday. Yes. And we only got through 75% of the album by the time I dropped you off. 
Wow. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of shoving it through, because I know it's long. It was perfect for my commute. It's just 58 minutes long, I think. Uh-huh. Fits right I in could, there. I could get the whole album in. Boom. To work and home. Do you listen to this album a lot? Or do you just I listen to, like, Sublime Radio? different genres and stuff. And I had, like, once I pick this, I come back to this. I've been listening to it a lot, but I'm is this your most listened to Sublime album? Like your favorite of all of their um, releases? I like so many songs out of so many albums. Mm-hmm. This is the first one, probably the most listened to at first. But I couldn't tell you which one I've actually listened to the most in the long run. What are the other albums? Is 40 Ounces to Freedom an album? Yes. Secondhand okay. Smoke. And then I had another one that was Stand By Your Van. Stand By Your Van. They've got acoustic albums. Of course, they've got greatest hits. And they've got that uh, Everything Under the Sun, which isn't really an album. It's just like a collection of things. Have they put anything out with Rome? Like, um, a, like an actual full-length album? Yeah, they've got several albums out. But it's not called Sublime, it's called Sublime with Rome. So it's listed differently? Like, if you were to look up Sublime, you wouldn't get both? I think it is two different artists. I think they had to do that, right? Mm -hmm. They couldn't use just Sublime. Yeah. I heard that the family, like, really pushed back on them for, like, because they wanted to bring them back as Sublime. They're like, you're not going to do that. Huh. I wonder what Mr. Bradley would have wanted. He would have been like no, more heroin. <laughs> You're right. You are good at being mean. <laughs> That's all my humor is, is just being a fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, I don't think I ever noticed that. That little surprise organ. about pawn shops michelle you ever been to one they are gross and i'm not comfortable inside of them (laughs) i feel like most of the stuff that they have is stolen probably it just seems like a shitty place where shitty people go (laughs) (laughs) i mean you wanted to know what my negative mind thought so (laughs) i had a feeling you found them dirty it's like not dirty. I mean, not like, not physically dirty. Yeah, just, it just seems like it's a seedy situation. They're, I mean, if they're done right, they're 100% legitimate. Michello. But, I mean, everything is stolen, like you said. I mean, because it, it's essentially like an organized yard sale. Like you organized indoor yard sale where you can just like <laughs> you get them to buy things from you if they're willing to buy it and then they resell it at a higher price. They take the desperation of people who need money right now yeah. and turn it for a profit. Yeah, so it's like a goodwill, but they actually give you a little bit of something for your things. <laughs> but that's only if they think that they can resell it. Or is that just Pawn Stars? It's on TV, that has to be how everything is. <laughs> I believe it. I think, I'm sold. 
I think it's either they gotta turn a profit or they'll offer you something crazy low. Five which will turn them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, if you want some crack, you're gonna sell that thing for a dollar. Because you stole it from your grandmother anyway. Yeah, that's one dollar closer to that crack rock, baby. I'm in. Let's go. I gotta find a grandma first. Both of mine are dead. <laughs> and both of yours are also dead. We don't have any grandparents. No. Neither one of us do. Do you have grandparents still living? They Jimmy? They have all passed away. Stepmom. Your dad's stepmom? But all of the blood relatives are, are gone. Yeah. It's crazy that we're old enough for that already. We're all that age. Yeah. Mine died when I was really, really young. So. Everyone dies when you're young. What is it about you? No one wants to be around you. <laughs> they, they had to make way for greatness to be in this world, so... So you had to kill them and absorb them? <laughs> you got it. I'm like a vampire. <laughs> You needed strength. Yeah, exactly. They were like, we got to breed this kid for strength. We're going to show him pain from a young age. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep, yep. This is a zone out song. Yeah, it's much more laid back, more background. They do have interesting endings that are different. That organ? I just want five minutes of that organ going. Yeah. <laughs> there, that's happened many times already in this album where they do some little Bo Diddley at the end that's a little bit different. <laughs> Bo Diddley? Mm-hmm. Well, we keep talking about Bo Diddley on all these episodes lately. We so. talked about Bo Diddley once. I thought mm-hmm. <laughs> he came up again. Maybe it was just in my head and <laughs> in my heart. Bo Diddley. But I'm bringing Bo Diddley back. Well, let's paddle out to Bo Diddley. I like this. I'm skanking. Yeah, I can smell it. <laughs> it's like surf rock there. Yeah, yeah it absolutely. is. Absolutely. It reminds me of Jet Moto from PlayStation 1. Did you play that ever? Like, that is the theme song. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> Like all the music in that video game sounds like that. That was perfect. <laughs> that was that game where it was like space kind of vehicles, right? They're like future cars, jet skis, but they like hover. Oh man, like a hover bike kind of thing. PlayStation <laughs> One. I like Walt played that game a thousand times. I loved PlayStation yeah. One. Yeah, this song rules. And it's only a minute and 15, but it feels like a full song still. I didn't know it was only a minute and 15. I knew it was shorter, but wow. Surf rock. That surprises me. Oh, total surf rock. Yeah. So that reverb. What, what makes that sound, that particular guitar tone? Is it a certain wow. guitar, or is it a way that it's tuned? Well, there are certain guitars that do get that sound easier, but it's all in the effect. It's called uh, a spring reverb. Nowadays, they digitally recreate it. But back in the day, the tone actually ran through a spring. 
and it would pick it back up and send it back through the thing. So it gets like this weird wonky. That weird beach tone. That was like a staple of Hmm. surf rock at one point was a spring reverb. Why is that the staple? Why was it used? I'm glad it's not used anymore. Uh, I'm glad it was a short-lived thing. The reason a lot of effects are used in music production is because it becomes a trend just because it's new. It's like, we didn't have this before. Mm, Now it's here. Like panning, you know, left and right. Mm -hmm. When panning came out, guys were like, dude, take that and just go... Go over here, over there, over here. Over I there. don't hate pa- panning though. Yeah, but like, listen to Jimi Hendrix. I, It'll yeah. go just back and forth, back and forth. And that yeah. was new. So it was like, yeah, you use it. And just like auto tune. That's why auto tune was overused so much. Once it became yeah. easy to use, everyone was like, yeah, that's the new thing. And now it's not used near as much. Now it's kind of going back to I why it came out. Who the hell? It's used a lot still, but it's not like. There was a time where the sound was just. That. I understand. Now it's starting to be used more like, like to fix actual things, which Who is why it was invented to run the sound through a fucking spring and record <laughs> it. Like, what if we try this? A fucking nerd. It was yeah. a nerd. Oh yeah, absolute nerd had to be. One hundred percent nerddom. It's and it's at a time too. Where like nothing is digital. Everything is analog. Everything is tape. Mm-hmm. So. It's like they just looked at a thing like, well, I got a bolt and a spring and a speaker. So uh. <laughs> That's the thing. You really had to commit to what you were doing as well. You couldn't just kind of fuck around. Uh-huh. You couldn't just be like, yeah. which I feel like that happens more now where they just kind of make shit up. And if it doesn't work, just delete it and keep going. And they can just you can yeah. because you can. Yeah. Whereas before, like it had to be more solidified before you went to record it. Or you fucked it up ten times and it just took you three years to figure it out whereas mm-hmm. now you and fuck it, was it up expensive. ten times and it takes you three days. <laughs> it was more expensive to do it that way too. And uh, there's problems with modern production. There's a lot of things that can't be recreated exactly with digital software. So like while Spring Digital Reaver might sound good it's not going to sound exactly like that old surfer tone. It's just like that stuff sounds like that stuff. Like old recordings sound like old recordings because they were using those particular mm-hmm. things and you can't recreate it digitally. It's really a, it's kind of a lost art, which is why some artists go, no, I'm recording on analog. We're using tape. We're using real amps. We're using real drums. And then those sound full until they release them digitally and it just <laughs> <laughs> ruins it. So, that's why records sound so fucking good. Old records, because everything was like hard. It's interesting when people thick. disagree with that. To me, when they disagree with it, mm-hmm. it's because they want clarity instead of feel. And I like, I, I do like the clarity of digital music, but I do like the like full of room sound. Where you of can the actually vinyl. feel the fucking room. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the funniest name in history: <laughs> the Ballad of Johnny Butt. <laughs> Earlier, I didn't say that Santeria was the second single. <clears throat> I missed that. There were four total singles off of this album. Was it the four I guessed? I don't know what all you guessed. Say them again. What I got, caress me down. I can't hear you. You gotta. There you go. What I got, Santeria, caress me down, the wrong way. No. Damn. Doing time instead of caress me down. Really? I think Caress Me Down would be a little too... Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I think we all know what it's about. It's got that oh, yeah. kung fu Joe grip. Mm. 
I think just the title, Caress Me Down, you don't even have to hear the song to know, know. what it's going to be based off of. Just be hugging me down. Hug me down. Give me a massage <laughs> and then a little... Tug job. <laughs> End me. I got to say this. Finish. I always zoned out on this song, even in my listens for this podcast, until yesterday when you took me up to Cincinnati and you were singing along with it. And it brought a whole new world to this song. This has been getting stuck in my head so much. This I don't part? know why. Yeah, it never has before, but I can't get this. This is the part that you sang, and yeah. I was like, oh, I never realized how cool this was. It's really uh, funky. From the bass. It's all about the bass. This song this is really oh, yeah. groovy. It's all about Tate on the bass. Ooh, Shoot it up. please don't, Brad. Enjoy in a hotel room. God. I just always think it's interesting to hear people talk about drugs a lot who have died from those drugs. It's yeah. just weird. One of my favorite people in history, Dave Brockie, did the same it's shit. It's like you were talking about it all these years, and people were like, yeah, woo! Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then, like, that's what killed you. Yeah. War always talked about doing heroin and stuff, and then yeah, what does like, he fucking do? His addiction comes up in a lot of different songs. A lot of musicians do that, but some people don't talk about it as as clearly as like Brad. Shoot it <laughs> Shoot up. Shoot it up. I mean he just he he wasn't shy. He didn't use a lot of metaphors, yeah. is what I mean. Sticking needles in your arm. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I know that I've done this or tried to do this. Put needles you think, in your arms? No. But do you think that some artists put references to drugs into songs so that they can get those drugs out on the road? So that fans are like, oh, dude, he obviously does blow. Yes. We can fucking hang out with him. Because yeah. that seems I know to be that what I, happens. I bring up weed on stage all the time for the sole purpose that somebody will come up after the show and be like, hey, man, I got a joint. And I'm yeah. like, bingo. Well, you know, I mean, like, we know, how did you know? <laughs> we know for a fact that people like Doug Benson, the comedian, people offer him stuff oh, yeah. everywhere because he's made a career out of talking about marijuana. Yeah. And that. I think that does happen to people. Man speaker talks about cocaine during the show and he gets offered cocaine. He says nightly, but he doesn't do it. He's like, no man, it's all a joke. <laughs> so <laughs> it obviously works. I'm calling the cops. No, just kidding. <laughs> I, I said, I was like, why aren't they talking to me? <laughs> you just pointed. You're my only way. talking about weed on stage. That's why. Well, I don't get, you a need mic- to be like, I don't get a microphone when it's jello. I'm just behind cocaine. a drum. kit. <laughs> Start a fucking, I'm behind a drum kit looking at my phone until... Now you're looking at someone's asshole. Oh, yeah. Krusty. Krusty from Lazy Ass Destroyer. He wears this thong thing and like an S&M mask while he plays. And he stands on his amp. So I'm behind everyone. (laughs) So he bends over all the time to look at people and like, you know, stick his tongue through the mask and stuff. And right there, I'll just see like a ball sack. It's like like I'm looking at a goat from behind. I go, a ball sack right there and a butthole. goat? You know, you can see from behind, you can see the balls. I'm just glad you're able to follow your passion, Sam. That wasn't necessarily my passion. That's when I go, <laughs> oh, look at the hi-hat now. <laughs> That's why I'm looking at my phone. That's why he always chooses to go out on the road instead of spending time with me. <laughs> I gotta go look at Krusty's asshole. I gotta go look at Krusty's asshole. <laughs> the first night I met Krusty, I saw his cock. <laughs> Not a fun time. I don't know about that. Let's right. keep on Let's going. Let's go to Burritos. Which is a very good song title. I yes. fucking love Rummy. 
this song. I love burritos. That part right there. Yeah, that little snare. Yeah. He is really good at the drums. Like as a drummer, I, I can comment on this one too. Mm-hmm. He's really tight on the hi hat. A lot of Scott Funk guys. It's all about staying on that hi hat and doing those little. Yeah, yeah, right there. This is a total Scott monster too. Yeah, this one I uh, I listened to most of this in my car, so I had like the more bass, and I just like cranked this album to a front work. Oh, I bet it sounds really good on a nice system. Cause I was doing at work too with my headphones, but it was so much better in my car. I had the bass. Nice cars and nice systems sound fucking amazing. It's like that's a production trick. Guys will like if they're working on a song and they're mixing it and mastering it. They'll then go listen to it in their car because that's what they listen to music to in the most. And they're like, well, it doesn't sound right in here. It's yeah. not right. We gotta go tweak something. Is that why you record in your van? That's why I'm. Because <laughs> I want to hear that shit. That's part of the reason is I don't want to play the drums real loud in this room. It's not it's so bad. Swamp everybody. It would be bad if I did it for six hours straight. That's yeah. That's the amount of time. Has that disturbed any of your neighbors? Is it like soundproof? He's always been like that. In the van. Uh, just as soundproof as it is in this room. I grew up in this house, and most of these neighbors grew up around here too, or were in that. The, they lived here while I grew up, so they kind of just they're used to your bullshit. They kind of know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they really kind of are. You're right. My fucking next door old neighbor, he fucking hates me because he's obsessed with his lawn and flowers and stuff. And while our lawn's not like. A trash heap. It's also not taken care of. <laughs> so he's just like, I see him just looking at our lawn like I saw them as I was coming in. Yeah, haven't mowed it yet. He, he, hey, how you doing? He's He's really nice, but he also carries around a really big knife and cuts dandelions out of his yard if they're growing. I mean, you're not going to cut dandelions with a small knife. No. I agree. <laughs> I agree. But he just spends, it's all he does all day. But yeah, he doesn't have anything else to do, so he just it's constantly nice. works and manicures. I don't think that's big enough for a dandelion. His was m- much bigger, no offense. He's got like a Rambo knife. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a knife, that's what he says. That's not a knife. <laughs> just kids having fun. That was that's my first a... time doing that accent. It was not good. Do it again. That's not a knife. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, she's like, we should call the cops. <laughs> nah, it's just kids. I like this little smooth down. Smooth it down. I don't like, there's a couple songs where there's too many effects on Brad's voice and it gets buried. Mm-hmm. Like even uh, Paddle Out, I think his voice is too buried and reverb in that. Maybe those are the heavy heroin days That's and they're like, we got to do something to fix this bullshit. That's what I was getting ready to say. That makes sense. Maybe they loaded the front of the that. album like, hey, these are the good days. That would suck. I'm a mess. There's some guys, though, that are, like, crazy like that, but while they're working, they can just... After. Let me lay the cell solo down and get the day done, and then I'll go out all night. They said at this, during this album, they'd often have to send someone, like, go to the bathroom and see if Brad's still alive. That's horrible. I know, I read that because I did a little bit of extra research. Mm-hmm. That's mortifying. At the beginning of this, and uh, I remember reading that. Like, what? Ha, ha, go see if he's still alive. What a shitty thing to kind of like 
unintentionally but totally force on the people around you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To check and see if you're alive and have to worry about that. Uh-huh. And you're just so fucking out of it. And you don't care because you're having a good time while all these other people are like relying on you. That's really shitty. I had, they were probably all fucking. But he's dead, so too, he honestly. got his. I'm just kidding. Another thing that I had read also was that Jesus. night before I'm shows, sorry. he would pawn off. Speaking of the pawn shop, <laughs> I should have mentioned this before. Hey. He would take equipment from the band and go pawn it <gasps> to get drug money. Oh. Knowing that the producer was going to do everything he had to to get the equipment back. But I remember reading that too. It's like, Jesus, oh, what an asshole! So he knew he had a stranglehold on the production. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm gonna get my shit. He was fucking. He don't know who's in a bad place. That's what hard drugs do to you, though. Yeah, like, but it seems make like you forget. Like, but some people, it doesn't take monster. very long because like their systems aren't used to it. It seemed like he like lived, started living like a shitty lifestyle because he became so like dependent on it. Like he was doing this for a while because he was he wasn't he a dad as well. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Mm. So I th- this had been like an ongoing thing for a while. So it got mm. to the point where he... It wasn't like I just did it a few times and then things got out of control and died. Me. I'm talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you ready to move on to the next song? Yeah. We still have a chunk of music to I go know, through. Yeah. Under my voodoo. Here we go. We gotta move this shit along. This is the song, second song about voodoo. Are you counting Santeria? Yes. I think Santeria is more a Spanish thing. Or a Latin thing. I'm not sure. So, though. okay, so what about this? What's the juxtaposition to this? I think voodoo is more... Southern? Uh, no, like Haiti. I'm always thinking like Louisiana. Haitian. So. I went to, uh, didn't I tell us on the podcast once already? I don't know what you're going to say, I so. I went to the. Continue. Went to New Orleans, and there was a voodoo, like, shrine thing. Okay. In a place and said, do not touch. And me being the asshole I am, I was like, touch. <laughs> I just touched it once, like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, yeah. I would have, too. I would have touched multiple things. I bet so I many people around. have. And then later, some guy walked past me, and he went, you're doomed. Doomed. <laughs> and then he left. Of course he left. And ever since then, they never stick around. Seems I've been doomed. <laughs> I've been having a look across these assholes. And we've been friend. together for twelve years. You're welcome. Doomed. Doomed. Congratulations on the twelve years, by the way. Thanks. It feels like it, but it doesn't. It's very strange. It's crazy that that much time has gone by. It's very weird. But it's not. What's weird is how you can be my least and most favorite person at the same time. <laughs> it's a special talent I have. <laughs> Damn. This is a song that... Bass heavy. I have no fucking connection to whatsoever. Well, especially when he starts doing that, like, yelping shit. I, I have so little connection to it, I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, you'll hear it. Every time Unless I've ever listened happened, to this album, I'm just gone by now. I'm in another land. I thought it was the hard jamming to my like that. I think it's just a little bit more generic than all the other songs. I think it's this part. What's coming up? His vocal part. 
Listen to the bass go. I like the bass, but this vocal stuff. <laughs> no, actually, that's awesome. It's very... he went, he's yodeling. <laughs> yodeling. <laughs> no, I, I literally... I almost feel like this is the first time I've heard this song. That's he's speaking in tongues, attention. though. He's doing a Jonathan Davis? That's what it no. <laughs> Only Jonathan Davis does what a Jonathan yeah. Davis does, and for that I am grateful. I want Jonathan Davis to do covers of Sublime songs. If Jonathan Davis stays in his lane, then I can just always avoid that lane. He'd be like, I don't practice Santa. I don't practice Santa. <laughs> uh, get ready for it's get the ready. same song in part every time. Whoa! I love. I don't know what they're called, but they're scratchy. It reminds me of Under the Boardwalk. Balls. <laughs> the song? Because they have one of those. I was going to ask you what that musical is. I can't remember what it's called. I know it's, it's it looks like a big gourd and it's got like ribs in it. Yeah. And you take a stick and you just run it across. But I can't. And they'll do like different shapes. Like you can buy one's like a cow or a fish or something like that. No frogs. I've seen a frog. They're afraid you were gonna swallow it. <laughs> I talked about last episode that you were gonna be here and I mentioned stories of pooping in pizza boxes by a friend of ours. Oh my god. Jumping into bushes. <laughs> We don't. I'm not giving any details. We were shits. <laughs> yeah, we raised a little hell. You didn't poop in the pizza box, though. That was wall. That was hilarious. <laughs> Boys are disgusting creatures. I would never think to do that. That would never be a thought of mine. You wouldn't think to go order a pizza for everyone at the party, then eat most of the pizza yourself. <laughs> With your two other friends, and then your other friend poops in the pizza box on the golf course. In the pizza box on the golf course, and there's still pizza in it. Like two slices. Yeah, fuck you. And then it we disrespect. And then, and then we took the pizza back to the party. You just shit on someone's money as well. We paid for it. And then we threw the pizza on the ground like pizza's here, guys. <gasps> and they all like went to go for it. You know, like yeah. a bunch of kids, like yeah. They all just opened the box and <laughs> there was a big giant juicy Walter. Someone had actually grabbed a piece because they were focused on the piece. <laughs> I think it was Kent. <laughs> and then Kent grabbed the box and chased. At least me. I don't know if he chased you too. Do you think that the shit actually touched the other pieces? Had to. Have. We like walked for like two it. blocks. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you if it was like, like baked in there for a walk. <laughs> Shut the box. I remember everybody's like, "Where have you been?" Because <laughs> we just say the whole thing. You're playing video games and shit. Pooping. <laughs> was it Street Fighter? That was probably that and some pinball. Or was it Street Fighter pinball? I remember you and Walt playing. And you kept going Ted Nugent. <laughs> It's definitely Street Fighter because I still say that. I've had people be like, it's Hydukin, and I'm like, nah, I'm pretty sure it's Ted Nugent. (laughs) What I'm talking about. Like, I honestly think it's Ted Nugent. Like, like the guys in the video game place were sitting there like, hey, when he shoots the fireball, he's going to say Ted Nugent. We, um, we, made the, we made the newspapers 
Did we from that? our destruction? No, from the, uh, the, the Ding Dong Ditch. Oh, Ding Dong Ditch. I don't remember making the newspaper. Yeah, it, it was, um... Wow. You were there that whole time, weren't you with us that night? I did a lot of Ding Dong Ditching. We hit, like, 80-plus houses. I don't know how... Wait a minute. Was this the night that a door got opened accidentally? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was not there for that one. No. A door accidentally got opened? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, that one's that one's a little... That's not a technical breaking and entering? That one's a little far. So we're not going to talk about that? Okay. That one's a little far. <laughs> we were children, and I wasn't there. I've done stupid shit. Yeah, but in the papers, it was... Say that, uh, rash of uh, ding-dong ditching throughout the town like multiple people called in and it was in the paper kids don't do that anymore do they I did it once I don't think it's ever happened to my door no. I'd be fucking <laughs> yeah right yeah I'd go up there and be like beat your ass you little punk <laughs> cause I do when the doorbell rings here I'm always like Fuck. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Who's here? We, we don't. And stuff. Like, I, I would not be happy. We're not welcome to <laughs> people just randomly showing up. This is. We're in the time of technology. You fucking text me first and you ask me if that's okay. Oh, yeah. If you want to come over, you make sure it's cool first. <laughs> I can't guarantee oh, God. that Sam's not walking around with his wiener not hanging out. I can't guarantee that I haven't just murdered someone and I'm trying to bury him in the backyard. Right? Maybe. Yeah. Right? It's not a guarantee. Nothing's guaranteed in life, Sam. Not even life. So we have... uh, We're getting serious. A little song here. A little song. KRS-One? Yes. How do you know? Here we go. Yo, what's up? This is hip-hop. This is supposed to be in Get Ready, I guess. Bringing you 60 minutes of funk. With my man Funk Master Flex. Or is it just so a speech? Because it's called speech. Me never, 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 never cross over. Me never, 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 never go commercial. La, 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 la. I'll, I'll never that right there. Yeah. Yeah. Me never, yeah, never, never, never go commercial. You ain't major. So I think that I'm never, 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 never go, go carts for sure. He's got several other songs that he uh, sings lines in KRS-One. Oh, really? So he's a KRS-One guy. Oh, yeah, he loved rap. He was uh, influenced by a lot. I can, I can tell by the way he Rap. spits, yo. Ska, is, that, is that what you say? Reggae. Yeah, so that's a, a, so here's a sample. It's not really a sample, but obviously a, an inspiration. Obviously. Obviously. A, I couldn't figure out a line of my he's own, a, so I'm taking this guy's. He has a song called KRS One. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, funny. obviously. Uh, yeah, let's move on to the. Song that you thought was a single. Let's listen to why you thought it's a single to me. It was a single. <laughs> I never realized how bass heavy they were until we were really listening. Is there um, a gate or something that should be up? It's on. Hold on. They actually knew Ron Jeremy. They did? Yeah, they uh, met him at some event or something. I remember uh, watching an interview with uh, Ron Jeremy that he, it was on a Sublime thing, is what it was, but he knew them. Hmm. He hung out with him a few times. Hanging out with Mr. Jeremy. 
I would not enjoy that. I don't think I would enjoy him as a person. I've seen him on shows on VH1 in the past. That's like him on show. out guy. He does. <laughs> yeah, but he looks less friendly. The tried out guy seems more friendly. Uh, I'll bring it back to Lazy Ass Destroyer. They have a track where they mention Ron Jeremy a bunch, and they actually, I'm sure, paid him to do the intro to the song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's Ron Jeremy at the beginning, like, hey, uh, you're listening to Lazy Ass Destroyer. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. And then I looked at Krusty's asshole. Do you think that they're on? he's on, like, Cameo or something? Cameo, Wired Up? Do you think that he... Ron Jeremy on the app That didn't cameo. exist at this point when they did it. I think they just contacted Ron Jeremy through email and were like, hey, do you want 200 bucks? And he was like, fuck yeah, all I gotta say is what I gotta do is read something. <laughs> they, did, they did business for real. This was the 90s. Uh, <laughs> That's not what Lazy Ass Destroyer was out. I did see something about this song because they use... He speaks in Spanish quite a bit, and yeah. he doesn't actually have like any uh, Latin or Hispanic blood or anything in him. It's just that he's from Southern California. Mm-hmm. He just grew up in the so area. So he just grew up in the area. Huh. So he seems like he's very, he's definitely using his influences. Yeah. Huh. He's got some other songs that are all in Spanish. Well, shit, if that's what you grew up around, mm-hmm. you could speak it, why not? Well, it makes sense. If, you, if you're like a white kid who really did grow up in the ghetto, and you really did grow up around certain things, like, it makes sense. You're not technically a poser. That's your life. That's yeah. your environment. You're a poser, man. You're a poser. Oh, yeah, they can't put this out as a single. <laughs> He's busting a nut like 17 times already. <laughs> That's the loving sound. That's that loving sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that loving sound. This was a song. This is why I think Tate got me into Sublime because I remember Tate played me this pervert. song and he talked about the Kung Fu grip thing. And him telling me as like a kid, like, yeah, it's about getting your dick tugged on. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Can listen to it with me. Yeah. He was a little bit of a weirdo. He, he was, was a definitely total a perv. He's definitely a pervert. He's a good guy. He, he was, was funny. He was hilarious. He was a gentle giant. <laughs> when he wasn't yeah. drinking, he was really like he was a really cool guy. And then when he would drink, he'd get fucking wild <laughs> and drink like and belligerent a lot like mm-hmm. he could put it down and then that one time i had to walk him home <laughs> from Benny's, mm-hmm. and he kept falling in bushes on the way i remember I like, that i was like we're not gonna make it like walking you're gonna get me in trouble so i was like i think we have a better chance at not getting in trouble if i drive <laughs> and i had been drinking too and i was like just get in my car man we're gonna make it three blocks and i got him home and I had to like drag him up the steps, and Tate was not a small guy. No, yeah, he was a gout world master. <laughs> <laughs> His room smelled so bad. He's the only person who I know for sure had the gout. He had the gout several times, mm-hmm. and his mom had to call into work for him as a grown man. Tate's only five years <clears throat> older than us. Or was five years older than us, and he would get gout regularly. Mm-hmm. So let's see, he was probably started getting gout when he was twenty-four. I would say that's horrible. I can't imagine. I, I you saw how he drank, right? Imagine that. Kind of. Imagine that with like food. It was the same way. 
It was like, oh yeah. Well, we heard that right before. I mean, he was to the point before the end that he was just taking whole containers of frosting up to his bedroom, like without yeah. a spoon, <sighs> and just like eating it with his fingers, essentially out of the tubs of frosting. Out of the tub, not good. That's but you know, I wonder what it would be like to put a bunch of frosting in a tub, like a bathtub, and lay in it. What do you think that would feel like? Might drown. <laughs> I would. I, I think it would be it's horrible too thick to keep your head. Up. Well, it depends. Buttercream or whipped? I'd do whipped. Any, that way, I would happily eat my way out if I needed to. Anytime buttercream's too much. Anytime anybody brings up bathing, like getting in a tub of something, like Jello or anything like that, you don't think it would? I always just think about my feel balls. Awesome. I always think about my balls and my butthole. I'm like, wait, so I got to get like... You could put tidy whities on. I got to get like tapioca pudding out of my butthole later? No. But I'm, I'm so- not wearing underwear for anyone, all right? <laughs> not even for your butthole? Actually, I'm lying. I'm wearing underwear rarely right now. That's weird. You wear underwear snap? kind of a lot. No. No? That's not true at all. I wear only underwear here kind of a lot. As much as I've seen his butt crack, I didn't think he ever wore When I go outside, yeah. Oh, I had this tear in my shorts the other day (laughs) on the back. An entire this much. My my whole butt butt cheek cheek was was hanging out. (laughs) I'd been like that all day, I think. And I came outside and was like, Sam, (laughs) you have got to put something else on. The whole thing is out. I'm pretty pretty sure earlier in that day I had given someone an estimate on a car and was like bending over the whole time. And I think the kids were laughing. And I think I now know why those kids were laughing. (laughs) Probably laughing because it's also clear that you don't wear underwear. Fuck no, man. I I can't have this area all cramped up. I'll get angry. Not saying that anything's big down there. I'm just saying uh, <laughs> I, I have a lot of room. There are two things that are big down there <laughs> my, that might appreciate being held a little closer to the body. No, the ball's got to swing free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving on. This Which, is a song way, we've already heard, so yeah, I don't think I'm we. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Okay, I was going to say I don't think we have to listen to the whole thing because th- this was more like the single version, right? Yeah, I don't know what's different really about it. I, I think this one got more airplay. It didn't have like. Um, it's like a more pop sound. There's like electrical, technical shit going on at the beginning of the other one, and yeah, it's got like more production value. It's just one just more mm-hmm. clean. It is, and it's popular. And he like also guitar. says, "Life is too short," because for some reason in the other one, he goes, "Life is so love the one you got." Uh, and this one he actually says, "Life is too short, so well, love the one you got." Life is a rapper that I'm not gonna say too short. By heroin. You're waiting for it. All right, I'm paying now because we don't need to hear it. Yeah, we already heard it, but boom, that's boom, boom. what I got. So this was another single? Yeah, this Doing is, Time. Doing Time is the last song on the album, and it was the fourth single, which surprises me. I had no idea. I kind of get it, though, because it's doing the summertime. Like, and this the living's is... easy. Like, I've heard this. Like skate videos and like as background music for not like officially produced videos. Those lazy cabineers. Did they? I think they did summertime, yeah. It's just that beginning part too. You can just like loop that beginning. Well they sampled this from another song from somebody. Yeah. Summertime. Um, Billy Holiday. They actually sang doing time in it. That's how Bradley recorded it. And for some sort of legal reason, they couldn't 
put that in the song. And so he had died before they actually released this album. So that's not him singing Summertime, because he sang Doing Time. Someone else had to record over it and actually put Summertime huh. in there. I'm going to listen to it now. <clears throat> Somebody else huh. sang that part. That's weird. I always knew that it sounded different. Do you know who it was? No, I remember reading it, but I um, had some paperwork I was going to bring. I did not know it They told the whole story in there, so right on Wikipedia. He was actually a talented singer. Like he, he had get a, low and still hit notes. Yeah, he just. Yeah, he could have. He probably, didn't have a bad voice or anything. Like he was talented. It is a shame that he yeah, died. He probably could have put out like a straight out R and B album and just sang smooth like that. Mm-hmm. He probably could have done many things. He sounds like he was versatile, but yeah, it's true. You're right. Very he versatile because he can get grungy down. and like, mm-hmm. have that growl to his voice too. Really raspy, but yeah. then also be really clean. And he can roll R's. He can go rolling graphics. <laughs> rolling graphics. Should I say it to people like that? Yeah. yeah. Rolling graphics. Hi, I'm Jimmy from Rolling Graphics. <laughs> what can I do you for? Oh, you're looking for a banner? <laughs> Maybe a postcard? <laughs> A shadow box. <laughs> that was a stretch. <laughs> but you got there. I think I could roll most letters. <laughs> Does that count? That's horrible. You should. Sibilance? Stop. Sibilance. Sibilance. I could totally get, like I said, why this is the single. Okay, There's right here. He like... sounds like Aaron fucking Neville. Have you heard that? <laughs> Oh, he should go back a little bit before it gets too far. <laughs> it 100% sounded like Aaron Neville, and I hate Aaron Neville. Aaron Neville, motherfucker. <laughs> nothing touch, nothing feel. Sorry, I just I hear that every time. And you know how much I love Aaron Neville, so I just wanted to make sure I threw that in there. Do you think Bradley Noel liked limes? Yeah, he clearly loves Spanish culture, do you think Mexican w- culture. Do you think he would have eventually come out with his own limes called Sublime Limes? Yeah. He actually just came out with a uh, Mexican lager. Did Sublime did. Really? Mm-hmm. A Mexican lager? So it's probably got sublimes in it, maybe. God, you're probably behind on that. You're probably so behind. They probably already capitalized with their name on on products. On limes? On I would. products in general. Just limes. Sublimes. Yeah, that's the limes that you don't want. They're like just under par. They're sublimes. What if they're infused? <laughs> And they're infused sub. You should just let this uh, roll on until right, just so we can get the original. A, yeah, just a taste of the Billie Holiday version of "Summertime," just so we know. So you can get the, it where it originated from, and the sound might be need to be adjusted. I don't know. 
Listen to that. And that's old. Talk about the way that it sounded and what they used to record it. Yeah, that's this a is, totally different world right this here. Is like, this is like you put the drums far away from the microphone <laughs> because you record everybody all at once. <laughs> You remember that line in, uh, what the fuck is it called? Clueless? Okay. Where he's like, what are you listening to? And he's like, Billy Holiday. And she's like, oh, I love him. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Cher. That was That dumb. was Cher. Huh? Her name was Cher. Her name was Cher in it? Mm-hmm. Her name was Cher, and I know how you feel about Cher. So, the album is I done. I hate Cher. Album is <laughs> over. We are to the we point. We did it. We made it. We did. We are to the point of the podcast where we uh, we're gonna go over some questions. Sam, what do you think? Questions. <laughs> questions. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Jimmy, we did kind of. You don't have to go into detail too much because we did go through a lot of this uh, stuff earlier. Why did you choose this particular album? This was the um, first Sublime album I was introduced to. I actually, the first time I ever heard Sublime, I'm pretty sure it was Wrong Way or Caress Me Down. My sister and her older friend put the CD in the car as my parents were driving somewhere. And they're like, no, absolutely not. You're not allowed to listen to this. And I'm like, what is my sister become? Because <gasps> I was like younger. I'm like, what is this? Like... <laughs> Some terrible music. That's hilarious. <laughs> but then, I don't really um, know your sister that well, but she seems real straight and narrow. Yeah, she really never got in trouble for anything. Yeah. But so, yeah, but then um, I started to listen to it shortly after that because some of my friends said uh, I was on the East Coast also, so I think it like kind of hit more there than it did uh, yeah. in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Makes sense. So, but yeah, as I said, my friend had passed away. This is kind of when we started listening to this together. So that's why I chose this one. As opposed to over the other ones. Well, that's horrible to hear about your friend. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. That yeah. sucks. Um, what do you think we thought when you gave it to us? I thought that it, you guys would think it was predictable and that you had heard it before and that this album's probably overplayed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind of like what you guys stated before, but... Pretty accurate. <clears throat> I don't think the album, I think it's like the idea of them, but then like some songs. Yeah. Well, and then it's easy to kind of write it off as just those like songs that you hear all the time, but there's so much more to the album than that. And yeah. it's unfair to do that to bands. <clears throat> like the older I get, it's unfair to be like, oh, you hear it so much. Like, well, you probably heard it so much because it was good. Yeah. And I kind of wish they yeah. wouldn't play it on the radio because mm -hmm. those uh -huh. songs are overplayed for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, Quit ruining what I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what you're I I get it. Like, I re, I typically won't listen to it on the radio if it comes on or something. I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on my time. Yeah, that's right. Don't you tell me what to do. So what do you? What did you think when Jimmy? Or actually, Jimmy told me, and then I told you. So what did I think? Yeah. What What did we think? I think we, it was just like yeah. On Jimmy went easy. I knew this was gonna be easy. I'd listened to this album for a long time. I mm -hmm. knew a, a lot of the words. Easy peasy. It was easy peasy, but. Like I said, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did again. I, I remembered it being more... You, like, reconnected with it? Uh, yeah, but I remember I, I thought I was... I remembered it being more, I don't know... Re-experienced. Cheesy? Cheesy. Yeah, I'll, I'll go cheesy. And mainstream. I'll go cheesy. Yeah. 
Because, like, yeah, I think that because those songs, the those singles are more mainstream. And like I just said, not necessarily as representative of all that they did and were capable of doing. So I, I was just kind of like, okay, I know this. I've heard this many times. But then, you know, when I actually started listening to it, I was a little negative-minded and uh, picked my shit up. <laughs> okay, so how many times did you listen to this after you gave this to us, like, to prepare? Well, um, before I had told you on that Sunday, I listened to it four times. Just to like know for sure, yeah. And then I listened to it to and from work for, like, four days in a row. Wow. I listened to it at work. Couple times, I just thought I just made a lot to it. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I've heard it a million times before. Yeah, yeah, you swam laps in that shit. He dove in. Mm-hmm. I listened to it. I would say a good five or six times. I I listened to it a lot. I kind of no, I think it was six times. I really dove in a little more on this one, and I I think I should do that. I've said that in the past, and I'm actually getting more listens in. Well, don't worry. Once I get Napalm Death to you, you'll get back to your three. Maybe two on that one. Maybe one on Napalm I've Death. I've never... I'm not even going to listen to it. I've never <laughs> missed my minimum. That's I true. I always get my minimum. That's very true. And three, I think that that's a pretty low fucking thing. But yeah, how many times did you listen to this? Uh, probably about three, but I knew this album. I knew this album for a long time. And I knew, like, I was surprised about all the words I still knew. And it's one of those albums where I didn't need to listen to it a bunch because mm-hmm. like, I knew them already. So the three listens that I did listen to it, they were like at a review angle already. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to like feel the songs. I already felt the songs. So okay. three. Jimmy, do you know what your least favorite song is on the album? Um, do you need a track list, or is it all in your brain? I got it. I like all of them. I mean, I like this whole CD. Yeah. But um, probably like Pawn Shop. Not that I don't like that song. Yeah. It's just like Sam said, you kind of like a little more of a zone out, zone out toward the end, just because it's so long and repetitive. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I still like that song. I'm not saying I yeah. don't like it. No, but... I understand. You have to choose one, so you yeah. got to go somewhere. Yep. So Pawn Shop, Sam, what's your least favorite? My least favorite, I believe, is Under My Voodoo. By the way, I didn't play. Uh... No. Pawn shop. Pawn shop. When Jimmy talked. Why not? Because I forgot that I'm supposed to do that. Well, you were playing it from the beginning. You should always kind of yeah, skip into it a little matter. bit. But I'm just playing a little bit. So anyway, so, Under yeah. My Voodoo is the one that I'm choosing. I do believe it's this one, right? Under My Voodoo. Yeah, it almost sounds like a... Uh... It's my favorite part of the song right here. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. It's just, I zone out during this song. This album is kind of long. It is kind of long, So yeah. by this point, I'm, and I'll zone out on things I love, no matter what, at some point. So this is just a complete zone out. It would have been Pawn Shop, but I'll go around in my head, and I'll just be like, down here at the Pawn Shop. <laughs> so that at least sticks in my head. Mm-hmm. I never say anything from this song. Yeah. Like I said, while we were listening to it, I was like, this kind of feels like the first time I've ever even heard it. <laughs> oh, na <laughs> That's what I think of. <laughs> All right. um, my least favorite is Paddle Out. Paddle Out. That was going to be my 
Yeah. It's like right there with it. My second least favorite is Caress Me Down. So we all went for different things through in there, but yeah, Paddle Out's my least favorite. Do you agree that and it would be much... it's the surfer rock sound that I fucking... I just don't connect to that sound, and I think that that's what it is. It is a little loud in the mix, too. It's out of nowhere. But his voice... I don't like it's, it as much. It's too reverbed out. If it was more yeah. in front like the songs earlier are in, I think it would sound much cooler. So yeah, I feel really disconnected on that song. That is a song for me that I kind of zone out on, to be honest. Okay, um, most favorite song, Jimmy? Um, It's got to be uh, what I got. That's just, uh, that was my first favorite Classic. song for this album. And it's actually... Number 16, the reprise version that Sam didn't play all the way through. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'll play that you version. Asshole. <laughs> Sorry. You, so you specifically like that one better? Yes, I do. What is it about it that you like better? Do you know? Um, it's cleaner. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can play a couple seconds of, the, of this version versus the other one. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the beginning of the clean, the reprise. My phone is shutting down. <laughs> Holy shit, here. Yeah. Well, I was going to say mine is too. Here, I'll do this. She's I have the playlist. Okay, so that was your favorite. Yeah, but we want to hear the back to back from the reprise to the number two. Because I don't so, really know what the differences are. I mean, I you can tell a little bit, but I'd like to hear. Oh, wow. It's got that whole DJ thing. And then reprise. Early in the morning. Oh, I never I never up noticed that. They don't play this one on the radio. They play the other one. I never noticed that. I was so excited that. for that. Sam's like, we're not going to listen to this. And turn it off. And I died a little bit inside. <laughs> oh, man. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I'm not I mean, they are. That. It's different to me, but I didn't notice. That's a big difference. But yeah, that totally is. Okay, Sam, do you know what your most favorite track is on uh, this album? Well, I had the track listing up a minute ago, but I don't because my phone died. Okay. It was, it was hard for me to choose because there's two that kind of are in my wheelhouse. And that would have been uh, Paddle Out and I'm not surprised. I, f- I felt that one coming. It's between it was between Paddle Out and April 29, 90, 1992. April but Paddle Out is just too short, and I, there's parts about it I don't like, and I've always loved April 29th. April 20th. That's the thing. Year. He says, why does he say April 26th in the song, but it's called April 29th? I don't know. There's another version of that song where he says April 27th. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what he said at the time. Does he just not know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of live stuff and other recordings. They're going to say about a lot like, of lies. He'll, he'll, he'll fuck with the lyrics as he's singing, knowing that's not how it really is. There's a lot of lies that Brad told. Like he doesn't, I don't know. He got bored. He just wanted to mix it up. Man. So, yeah, you really enjoy April 29, 27, I, 26, I 1992. Um, I'm going to say that my favorite song... This wasn't easy for me, and mine is with a question mark because I hadn't made a final decision, but I think that that my favorite track is, uh, I think it's Garden Grove. I think it's the very beginning because you get the intro to the album. 
and it gives you that like jammy, uh, laid back kind of mellow vibe, and it, it just kind of gets me into the album. I've always yeah. really loved this song. It is pretty uh, smooth. Mm-hmm. It makes and you, it, just, like it know makes who the fuck they are. The seat, like, ah. Yeah, this is a big backroading song for me. So I smoked a lot of weed to this. <laughs> so uh, it's it's You're nostalgic. I just uh, no. What do you? Huh? You're a liar. You've never done that ever. No, I'm a good person because bad people do stuff like that, Sam, and only bad people. Um, how old were you when you first started listening to this? Like, do you know? Like, was it when it came grade, out? Right? Seventh grade. So twelve, because no, I was only. Do you know when you first heard it? Like how old you were when your sister played it? Like in seventh grade, I think. Oh, so you you liked it like immediately yeah. when you heard it. I didn't know if some time had passed and you revisited it. Visited it. So you were pretty early in. Yep. He was. They sucked the claws in. Much <laughs> earlier than we were. Um, no. No. <laughs> Sixth tape. grade, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't, I, don't like more. I don't believe you. Um, how did you originally feel about it? You loved it, obviously. That's already been answered. Um, would you recommend this today? Absolutely. <laughs> All over your body. You're a walking fucking billboard for them. <laughs> so, yes, absolutely. Sam, would you choose to listen to this again? Maybe. All right. Um, <laughs> I think that I probably... It's one of those ones I would... Way more now than I would have before we did this podcast. I would... Now I would put it on and be like, eh, fuck you. Yeah, I like these songs. But before oh, I might have been. Fuck you, I like these. But before I might have been like, I don't think I really like those anymore because I haven't listened to them in forever. I, I like the songs. I like the album. I will definitely listen to it again, but I will continue probably skipping over some songs here and there. I never listened to the reprise version because I had no idea that it was even different. Yeah, you should skip it. It's no good. That's what <laughs> I heard. <laughs> That's what told me. Um, so, so, Sam. Yeah. We're finished with questions. Jimmy, we appreciate you coming. It's been uh, it's been fun. It's been fun listening to this. It's always been a dream of mine. I'm glad. We <laughs> I apologize. We haven't had you on sooner. Oh, and he gave us gifts. And he we brought got a some couple gifts. of critics skateboard, which is fucking sweet. We okay. got some koozies. We got a big sticker. We're very uh, uh, grateful to Roland Graphics and yeah. Jimmy of Roland Graphics. He's always been very supportive of us, and uh, we love you. Thank you. Um, so fuck you. You're done. And uh, <laughs> now we're going to talk about next week. Next week is our 50th episode. Five zero. Yes. Jimmy, you can still talk. It's okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. <laughs> you're totally. You I'm still, leaving. Okay. Bye. You can be in on this if you would like. Um, so we are doing a 50th episode shit show. The shit show. A special for you. It's going to be a joyous celebration of five songs that we have each chosen that we think are fucking garbage. Ten songs total, though. Ten we songs total. Five, five to, each. To us personally are the worst songs Songs that there. we think are terrible. And we're not going to tell you what they are until you can just enjoy it with us. Um, we kind of talked about whether or not we should do that. And I think, I think we're going to keep it a surprise and, uh, you should definitely tune in next week and, uh, listen to some awful music that you'll probably like and be like, what are they talking about? These people are just assholes. 
It's going to be so fun and so awful at It's going to be time. painful, and it's going to be fun and funny, and because, I can't wait. Because in this time, the other we don't really have to hold back and potentially... Like, and this one, I can just be like, this song fucking blows. We can just rip everything to shreds. But what if one, what if like I end up liking one I of the songs? I don't care in this episode. What if I'm like, Sam, but that song is gonna fucking t- classic. I'm, I'm going to tell you you're fucking wrong. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. So we're going to get the hell out of here. This has been a long one. Uh, sorry about your time. Uh, but yeah. My chair almost just broke. <laughs> we're going to get out of here and. Uh, Thanks for listening. Follow us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram, Couple of Critics Podcast. That's Sam. I'm Michelle. Thanks again, Jimmy, for stopping by. And uh, have a good day. Don't shut it off.